0: Kathy Woods, Arc Invest has taken the pole position in the ETF race, getting ahead of BlackRock. Although technically they were already ahead, but refiling with a surveillance sharing agreement to make it basically the same application. Maybe a lot to believe that they may be the first to get an approval if we do see that. Also, MasterCard making another huge move into crypto. Very clear that the institutions are here. My guest today, Scott Dykstra, said that last time he was on the show. He said, all the institutions are coming, but we were in the uh, depths of the bear market and depression, and everyone was like, nah, man, not right now. Well, he was right. He's going to review all the news with me. We're going to talk about it. Let's go. Let's go. What is up, everybody? I am Scott Melker, also known as The Wolf of Wall Street. Before we get started, please subscribe to the channel and reverse fist bump the like button with your tongue. I don't even know how that will work. That's not even science. But do something to the like button. And honestly, like, I don't judge people. So whatever you choose to do with it or not do with it, that's on you guys. You know what I mean? Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. It is Thursday. Man, a lot has happened this week, but finally we have a somewhat slowed down uh, news day. We can chill a little bit, have a nice conversation with a guest. Lately, it's just been like ETF, 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 drama, Coinbase, SEC, Regulator, Fire Gary Gensler. Probably going to do all that again. I'm going to be honest with you guys. It's probably going to happen again right now. Yeah, so listen, we got a lot of news to review today. And I've got one of your favorite guests on the round table not that long ago, Scott dicestrom I'm just going to bring him on right now. The intention was that I was going to do the news and then um, we were going to just have like a basically a conversation about Web3 and AI and all the wild stuff that's happening. But Scott's got a big personality, so I figured I'd just bring him on to do the news anyways. <laughs> hey, great to be here, Scott. Thanks for having me. See, every, every guest I have now is in the Matrix with that blurry background. Yesterday, it was just like me and a bunch of blurry background people. I'm thinking I got to...
1: Become one of you guys. I'm deep in it. I mean, I'm excited to see the news. What, what do you got for us this morning? I think you're in the matrix right now. To be honest, um, I'm pretty much right
0: Yeah, you're good. So the first, the first one we got Master Mastercard to continue crypto foray with foray with beta launch of blockchain app store. This is pretty crazy because a they're launching an app store. B it's going to be in the United Kingdom first of all places. But this is the first round of apps will be powered by tokenized bank deposits. Tokenized bank deposits are digital representations of traditional bank deposits that can be used on the blockchain. I mean, there's been so much conversation about tokenizing real-world assets. I was kind of shocked when they came in first with the tokenizing bank assets. seemed like that would trigger a whole lot of uh, legacy players to be really upset. I mean, what do you think? First of all, MasterCard's been here a long time. It's not a surprise that they're doing things like this. But Scott, I mean, what's your take on them coming in and doing this specifically. It's pretty wild to me. Are they tokenizing retail consumers? It uh, says, yeah, the, the, the idea is that they're tokenizing bank deposits. So basically, uh, it's it, that's it. Tokenized bank deposits are digital representations of traditional bank deposits that can be used on the blockchain.
1: Yeah. They're, wow. They're taking my ACH wire transfer. They're giving me back what I'm guessing is USDC. Unless MasterCard has their own stable coin. Yeah. And so this is like a private market. it is a
0: private blockchain of some sort. So that that uh, seems to be the plan is that maybe they're going to do it with their own uh internal like blockchain and technology, which I found kind of surprising too.
1: Yeah, we heard this from another major American financial institution that they're building an L two, and I was shocked. I was like, You guys don't even have a, a website and you're gonna go build an L two? Who is
0: was that? Is it? Are we talking about Coinbase and base, or is it something oh, else? Talking about
1: a major American bank, uh, J.P. Morgan, isn't it? So no, they have a website. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> Mastercard. So I go, I go do an ACH wire transfer to my Mastercard account. I give back some MUSD on some crazy L2 they built, and then I go bridge that over to ETH, and then I bridge that to Arbitrum, and then I go. Take a loan out against my own crypto asset. Like I go buy Bitcoin and then I loan out an overcloud against my Bitcoin. And now I'm just financial engineering MasterCard. I liked it. I mean, it's crazy how much we're seeing this tokenization
0: narrative starting to come from the institutions. Though. Like everyone's talking about the BlackRock ETF, but in their investor letter in March, Larry Fink went on a whole. Thing about tokenizing assets and that being the future crypto use case and kind of was like brushed under the rug and nobody talks about it but if blackrock is talking about tokenizing real world assets that's a thing
1: that's definitely coming yeah the problem is they're all under the kyc regulations so they're you know my my little tongue-in-cheek uh explanation of like bridging over to e i don't think it's going to happen i think these are going to be isolated private chains that are kyc and from the front end you don't even know there's a blockchain on the back end. You're just you're just trading with Mastercard. You just have a Mastercard app. I can't imagine that they'll have a bridge to ETH. You know, this would be very isolated. Yeah, I think so too. I think this will be private blockchain, which is interesting because like
0: that narrative of enterprise blockchain seemed to have died kind of in the last cycle.
1: But yeah, it's not like Mastercard Morgan. they just have privately? Like, incubating all of this the whole time gensler is just burning down web three
0: so do i mean okay so that's like the tin hat theory right is that gensler basically is clearing a path for these wall street incumbents to come in i've said it other people have said that i mean is that what you view as happening here like they're just gonna get the version of this that they want and kill everything else how
1: could you not yeah pretty clear (laughs)
0: Yeah, I agree. So listen, moving on from, from MasterCard to the next one, I, I beat this story to death yesterday, but TUSD brags about volume milestone after stablecoin DPEG. So the DPEG was really minor, but basically, and I don't have the tweet here, I showed it yesterday. They came, the, from the USD account, while they're getting all this FUD and attacks, clearly like the intern showed up at work today and was like, oh my gosh, we hit a milestone, like 68 million in volume in a day or billion or whatever it was. And I'm going to tweet about it. And everyone went shit on them because, uh, you know, they're cussing with Prime Trust. There's all this FUD going on. Their auditor is the same one as FTX who rebranded. They only have a single audit coming from this story of TUSD and Prime Trust is absolutely insane, but like, does this shake your confidence at all in this industry? So like, you know, FTX, Celsius, Block 5, Voyager. Prime Trust is a trusted custodian, and TrueUSD is like the biggest uh, stablecoin being used on
1: Binance since they got rid of BUSD. Doesn't this kind of just make us look like clowns again? I saw they got deep pegged down to like 89 cents on the dollar. Very, very all around. It generally, it was only like 99. I think it's re-pegged right now. I got it. So temporarily just hit, hit like 89, almost re-pegged. Everyone went nuts, jumped in. It's for like five seconds, yeah. There was at no point was it like dramatically de-pegged, but- And this was all all just over uh, woes around like Prime Trust losing a bunch of people's assets. Right, but it's starting to-
0: Right, it starts with Prime Trust, but then when people start digging into TUSD, it's pretty wild. So- the last we we got to the bottom of this yesterday. The last three major Bitcoin pumps that were like twenty percent or more in seven days were all since BUSD went away. And every time that true USD is minted, including like one billion of their three billion, so a fifty percent increase from two billion to three billion, the hour that Bitcoin was at twenty four thousand like ten days ago, before it went to thirty one thousand.
1: Boss, we did it. Imagine you have been looking for us to get. Uh... A billion liquidity all year we did it finally
0: but, we and did, right. exactly and so but so there's some yeah, you know, and we, they can't show their attestations we don't know where their assets are being held it's just another one of these sort of like it, it reminds me of and usdt came out smelling like roses but it
1: reminds me of the tether stuff three or four years ago the the, the project that i co-founded space and time is building this massive database for web3 but i'm thinking like screw that i just should build a bot that tracks depegging of random alt stable coins and just cash in month after month
0: yeah i like it. i'm going to go straight to the etf because i know you want to talk about that so as i said in the beginning so everyone's talking about the blackrock etf kathy wood came out a couple of days ago was like there's nothing special in there that we don't have she refiled with the surveillance sharing agreement, which basically is a way to avoid market manipulation. You share with an exchange. They look into the data and tracking so that you can basically say, well, you know, Gary Gensler loves to say that this is a manipulated market. They can't track it. This basically kills that by saying, hey, we're going to roll with the NASDAQ uh, or with a different exchange. So now Kathy Wood's in first place. So I know you have a lot of thoughts on the ETF. Have at it. Because you did say last time the institutions were coming and
1: everyone was kind of like, no, nah, not really. I'm, I'm the most bullish I've been in so long. I think my, my bull was, was starting to come out last time we chatted. And that's just because we'd been hearing things up, you know, side conversations here and there with institutions that were actually starting to make real moves, which shocked us. And, and now it's, it's starting to come together, right? I think net-net, this is fantastic for, for, for Bitcoin, for Web3 in general. Everyone's gonna raise their hands and say, oh, this is so awful." The U.S. kicked out, insta- uh, you know, the the original Web three incumbents, and made room for the those that have the capital to lobby to you know to Congress. Right? I see it net net as a great thing for Bitcoin. We're talking about billions of dollars purchased by each of these institutions to 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 back these ETFs. I mean, you got you got to think sailors just partying right now. You have to think
0: so. But, you know, it seems like there's a lot of very angry Bitcoiners who see this as the Wall Street takeover. And listen, I, I guess I can sympathize with that sentiment. But like, this is never going to go mainstream without it going mainstream. And that requires institutions.
1: It, I think ethically, it's 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 frustrating. And I think as like a degen from the heart of Web3, it's frustrating. But come on, like. If you ever want to get real, real, real liquidity, if you want to that that trillion dollars of of market cap to go to ten trillion or hundred trillion someday, then your grandma has to be buying Bitcoin on her retirement fund through Fidelity. You know, your your grandma has to be able to invest her four hundred one k in Bitcoin because her grandson told her to. Right, like you have to have something that feels like a log into JV Morgan Chase, uh, put your your Roth IRA into Bitcoin on a Bitcoin ETF or and you need you need options liquidity. You need you need you need tools that everyday Americans can use. And we were getting so close before the Black Rocks jumped in. And now here we are. So you think they get approved? I, I, I it has to.
0: I don't think that BlackRock like applies unless they already know. Isn't that how this works? I mean, it's not like... I mean, these guys are the government. It's not like they they know the government. Like, they are the government. It's going to get approved. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. So, listen, I, I got this news. News is super boring, guys. I'm going to be honest. I don't want to even talk about any of it. I'm over it. I just want to talk. So, you just talked about the idea that grandma has to be able to buy this ETF, right? Be able to buy Bitcoin ETF in the
1: retirement fund. I 100% agree. So I mean, she's, just, she's not going to buy it, but her fund... So nice. you're yeah. wrapped the some fund that purchases it. That's a growth asset. And that, that, that just brings in a lot of liquidity.
0: Yeah, I agree. So I think it's the biggest thing that's ever happened for Bitcoin, I would be honest. So it makes me super bullish as well, just like you. But you're building in Web3, right? And we have the same problem. It's like nobody knows how to use this shit. Yeah. Right? And UX, UI. So let's talk about that side. I know that's what you're really passionate about. How do we fix that? And how do we get mainstream adoption like yeah grandma's not going to come in and play shrapnel i know that right you know but come on what are you building how do we build this where anyone can go in click of a button play a game not know that they
1: are like dealing with crypto wallets and all of that i mean okay if you want to start on click click a button and play a game if that's where you want to start i mean it blockchain is going to be completely abstracted away i mean you go play fortnite you go buy a skin with a microtransaction. You don't that that could have been theoretical. If that would have been on a on a chain on the back end, you wouldn't have known anyways. All they're doing is just putting a row of data in a database somewhere saying Scott Melker wants to play as Luke Skywalker or some shit. So, uh, how would you know? <laughs> but more importantly is this, like like when do we get like the the web3 Venmo that's so easy to use? And I think the combination of Gensler plus BlackRock plus you know name your institution that redefine what Web3 looks like in America overnight during the bear while everyone was sleeping except Scott Daistra, uh, like what they want is just normal kyc log into your uh trading account, log into your brokerage, log into your um your checking account, and trade crypto the same way you trade Zelle. You'd send a Zelle retweets melker and dykstra right they they basically defined the ux for america outside of america outside of the united states like all bets are off it's back to hey can we you know why does a metamask login still suck but i'm saying in america i think web3 wallets are effectively you know kyc'd So you think that, yeah, but like, okay, so we're going to basically
0: just use it like a bank and we're not going to be able to do anything fun. Does that, does that like
1: disappoint you? Does that kind of feel, of course. Yeah,
0: Yeah, of course it disappoints me because it also means we're not going to have access to a ton of these assets and we're not going to be able to trade the things we want. But I guess when it comes to gaming or something, it's not so massively disappointing because it gets you through the process, but like you don't go play Fortnite and have to give your ID to do that.
1: So True. isn't that a massive barrier to entry if we have the KYC? To that's wall. worse. I probably a greater barrier to entry. But I think the thought is these are already folks that already have these apps. Like they already have the Chase app. They already have the they already have the brokerage set up with a uh, MasterCard. I don't know. All right. So talk about the games you're building then. The houses work. Like, walk me through.
0: Like, I want to go. I saw. Like I said, we've yeah, done before, before. but it consensus. I saw shrapnel. The game was crazy. I, I was playing with it. But if you're like a brand new person, doesn't know anything about crypto, how
1: do you play this game and take advantage of the Web three side of it? Yeah, a lot of these games are just doing classic username password, like letting you log in the same way you log into Steam. And then once you're logged in, you can, you know, bridge cash with like MoonPay or any of these crypto on-ramp services. And the idea is you go play the game, you go earn weapons or earn prizes or earn accolades, earn something that you own in-game or buy something that in-game. And they're basically custodying for that for you. They're holding that asset for you in their own wallet on the back end with your Web2 login. And when you're ready, when you grow up, you get your own little MetaMask wallet that lets you transfer that asset over to your real web 3 wallet that's the idea just start web 2 on ramp to web 3 when you're ready basically yeah I mean that that makes
0: perfect sense so you can basically play these games without ever even touching web 3 knowing about web 3 caring about web 3 but if you actually want to get into the digital economy side then you have to KYC and, and
1: trans. I the thought is like at some point some, a player earns a lot like or they have a lot of in-game token or they have a lot of skins they purchase and at some point they're gonna wake up and be like you know what I should probably custody these. I should take self custody of these assets that I've bought in game. Whether the player will wake up and do that? That's T V D, you know? And I, I'm thinking, right? You've got like, th- this, is, this is gonna be melding the two concepts of a BlackRock ETF and games that are trying to bring Web2 Logis to Web3. But I'm thinking you've got a Bitcoin halving coming next year. You've got approval of a BlackRock ETF coming later this year. You've got uh, institutions like MasterCard jumping in and there, there'll be some some blending, some meet in the middle where you have like fiat to crypto on-ramp via a Stripe, a MasterCard, a backend payment system, Visa probably. I'm sure, I'm sure we're gonna hear an announcement from Visa in two months. And so what these Web3 games will have to do in the US, I'm guessing, next year is probably on ramp via like MasterCards Web3 Bitcoin SDK or something, you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. That's gonna be the new moon pay.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean that that makes perfect sense. Uh, I'm just curious where that line will be, I guess, when people decide I'm playing this game for a living because I can make money. Right? I think they with there we have a lot of people who are used to the Fortnite side, the skins, even spending money in game. But like, is there a real vision here where people go to play these games as their job?
1: I think that's always been the vision. I think that's very challenging to accomplish. Uh, it you know, it's going to depend completely on how good the game is. If that game rocks, then you can build an economy like that. And, and uh, a lot of Web two games have already proved that so you so so what happens is like bitcoin pumps mid 2024 at, I at the latest at the very latest that that sends the entire market into a positive disarray and then you got all these builders that will jump back into web 3 and start building more on-chain games powered by eth and bitcoin and so you you'll have this bifurcation between like american institutions allowing your grandma to invest in bitcoin while all the all the people that jumped on the ai hype train for a year come back to crypto as bitcoin pubs and suddenly start building games again watch
0: all right let's talk about ai then i know it's one of your favorite topics you just call it the ai hype train and think they're coming back to crypto i think that's not a very popular opinion
1: I'm mean, I'm on the AI hype train, so Me I can I probably I, mean... can't be the one saying this, but like, though, if if OpenAI keeps shipping and we get like a GPT five, and GPT five is every bit as great as GPT four was compared to three, the hype train could continue, and the S and P five hundred is getting a huge pump on every. Publicly traded company from, you know, Snowflake to Salesforce, trying to tell an AI story to convince the market they have a play. They try to convince the street they have a play in AI. That pumps the S and P 500, which creates a little more wealth for people to also buy Bitcoin. <laughs> so maybe net net, you know, just not just if AI staves off a recession in the U.S. a little bit, that creates a little more wealth to put into Bitcoin. So. Thanks, AI. So why not B- so can we get it uh Bitcoin as the in game
0: currency for any of these games or for any of this web three? Isn't that like the, the wet dream for the Bitcoin maxis and uh well I guess the web three is not necessarily, but why aren't we seeing Bitcoin bridged and being
1: used as the economic measure of value within the web three ecosystem? I'm starting Nolan, to get, yeah. I'm starting to convert to the religion, I'm starting to join the church of Bitcoin a little bit, you know. I'm, I'm a rich. Tech- That probably means it's the top
0: or something. And then we're just going to start seeing meme coins pop off. But yeah, go ahead.
1: (laughs) If I call, are we calling the top deep in a bear, but like, like the AI, so, so right now, you know, AI is a big distraction for a lot of web three builders. You've got all these, even us. I mean, we're, we're doing some cool stuff with AI on the side right now. It's a distraction that's taking a lot of builders away from time spent. Doing what they probably should be doing, which is building DeFi protocols, uh, build a new financial global rails. And so, when this hype train ends, via sort of that trough of disillusionment, where you know four hundred billion dollars of VC capital that went into crappy AI companies dissolves a little bit via just like startups building little wrappers around open AI that kind of suck. Combined with a Bitcoin happening, combined with a BlackRock ETF and 18 other ETFs that come in to follow BlackRock, combined with your grandma making a 401k investment into Bitcoin via some Roth, via some fund that she invested in who needs Bitcoin as a growth vertical. When you combine all of that, you see a pump in Bitcoin next year and you see things sort of return to Web3. Right now, AI's Holds the whole narrative, and it's really important. It's world changing, but it's it's also going to hit a trough of disillusionment. Oh, it does. Corn pumps.
0: Yeah, I I actually tend to agree with that perfectly. I think like I'm not trying to time the top of Nvidia, but there's going to be a top, and we're going to see a you know we're going to see one of those people start naming things Long Island blockchain iced tea. It's going to be like Long Island AI iced tea or whatever, right? And then. We're gonna see ninety nine percent of this stuff go to zero. And we'll see five or ten companies, just like with crypto or the internet bubble, that just massively dominate the whole thing. Are we are we looking at puts right now against NVIDIA for what? No, I'm not trying to short NVIDIA right now. I don't know where the top is. I just know that uh it's overvalued. The thing is like with the NVIDIA or AI in general, the Nvidia's priced right now. Like the assumption is that they're going to be the only player in AI that ever makes a chip that anyone likes. Right. And we just know that like everybody's going to catch up and they're going to lose market share. So I don't see why after all that movement, that's where you would necessarily be focused. One more big leg up. Are we buying puts? Uh, yeah. If I see another big leg up, I'm probably short of Nvidia. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Do you trade a lot? I don't even know. Buy a lot of puts.
1: Yeah, so you're like shorting shit. Yeah. You're one of those. Yeah. Well, I, no, you, what you, what you got to do is you got to put your, you just put your long-term wealth in ETH or Bitcoin and you just leave it and don't touch it. If you have to touch it, take a loan out against it on Ave or something and put that money into betting. Not on Celsius. Not on Celsius though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on MasterCard. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> short master, short master coin. Yeah. Well, I mean, what well, well, here's the real play. If, if any of these, uh, you know, these Mastercard players, th- what they need to do is allow fully collateralized loans against your Bitcoin. Every twenty-six-year-old, you know, Bitcoin lover in America, it's like, wait, I own forty thousand dollars of Bitcoin, and I can get forty thousand dollars of USDC back or USDT or US or US dollar back from. you gonna blow it out like crack and hookers or something though know, but yeah or on on
0: uh puts that expire out of but money. They'll, buy, they'll they'll blow it all on wall street bets that
1: expire for sure yeah
0: but uh, yeah i mean I, I do think that the lending side is becoming much more interesting now that the c has kind of died i know maple finance had some uh i think they had announced it yesterday we met were you on here with sid uh, uh like, like a month ago that was but you that panel was you with sid and josh frank right that was fun yeah and, but, like, yeah you know, Maple is starting to really make a lot of noise, I think, in the lending side of it. So I do think that we're going to see in DeFi that narrative massively pushed again next year, in the coming years.
1: Wait, and do, do you think it's going to come to the U.S., KYC with institutions? Like, will I be able to actually lend, lend U.S. dollars against my assets, like my ETH and my Bitcoin on, call it fidelity? I don't know. I think so. Right. I mean... If you could, that's kind of world-changing. You're right. Every 26-year-old will blow it on Wall Street bets that expire, and now they have a $40,000 loan to uh, Fidelity that they're going to struggle to pay off. But that defines the nature of Bitcoin as an asset, right? And isn't that the whole debate? Is Bitcoin like gold, or is it more of like a, a currency that you want to buy Starbucks with? I've always saw, saw Bit, you know, naively saw Bitcoin as like the gold, not something you just yeah. like buy Starbucks with pristine collateral and if you're lending against it you're defining it as pristine like you're defining it as collateral you put in the wall or in your savings account yeah i mean the first time i had sailor on he was like bitcoin and this is like
0: a month after he got orange pilled or whatever he was like bitcoin is pristine collateral he's like good luck coming to the other side of the planet to get my yacht that i took a loan out against he's like go get it have fun right? He's like, but you can liquidate someone's Bitcoin in five seconds. You don't need to go to their house and transfer it to the wallet and it's done. Nobody wants to hear they're going to get liquidated on their Bitcoin, but it is pristine collateral for a loan because it's so easy for all the reasons people love Bitcoin. It's so easy to transfer. It's so easy to account for it. So easy to prove where it is. Every bank should be looking to take, uh, to offer loans against it.
1: Yep. it's going to be interesting to watch this play out. So i mean you're gonna have the s p 500 probably continue to pump for the next six months to a year just purely on the ai hype train even despite u.s housing foreclosures and then you whatever wealth is left goes straight to bitcoin as soon as the happening hits i know we're over your time but
0: i want to know what you're doing in ai that's bridging ai and crypto because i think yeah, a lot of ideas, but I haven't seen that much that's really like form formalized yet. So, what are
1: you guys focusing on there? Yeah, we got lucky. So, our, our last funding round was backed by Microsoft. They pushed us straight into GPT four like in December. So, we we got a little bit of an early head start before sort of everyone else did. In call it February, March, uh, we, we we built a like a way to just ask any question about anything on-chain via AI. So you say, hey, show me all wallets that have at least, you know, a thousand dollars of link, or show me, you know, top 10 blocks that, you know, had the most validated rewards, or which wallets are pump- you know, which wallets are t- are most actively trading today on Polygon and what's their, you know, total volume. Just asking questions and then AI converts that to a database query, does this massive database search, returns you results. And and like the idea is you know people everyone the, the holy grail is understanding what's happening on chain if you're a DeFi, degen or you're a trader or you're trying to move monkey picks every evening after work and making that easier via ai to understand what's happening on chain bring a bring like on chain activity to a simple natural language easy to understand interface where you just ask any question you want the, the google search that's what we're working well, at can i get that i'm
0: gonna make my life so much token. easier right down for for making these shows i think yeah uh, that would uh really give us all the data and information we need we don't uh, we wouldn't just
1: need no uh no humans it's in beta right now it's cooking we're in the kitchen okay but when yeah when token yeah honestly I mean, like yeah. september
0: can can you wait a couple months? Yeah, I had to wait a couple months. No, but I mean, that sounds absolutely insane. I hadn't even thought about that side of it. I thought maybe you were building something with gaming and the AI would be involved. And But you're literally, I mean, just talking about leveraging chat GPT
1: to make it way better for crypto. And I'd I have a real piece of about that. We'd already built this massive database with an exact copy of everything across most major chains like ETH, Polygon, Binance, ABAX, Sui, Bitcoin. And so next step is just make that data easy to access like don't make it feel like a database just make it feel like a conversation with a friend yo scott melker what's going on with uh, ethereum t- what what's popping on on avax today
0: i mean that would make my life so much easier also like i think there's so much that's complicated it would just simplify a lot of this on-chain research and i mean you know most people want to find things out they don't know where to look, and once they look, they don't know how to interpret that data. And then you go you know, somewhere else; the data is completely different, anyways, because it's all so. That's yeah, the big
1: issue is trust, right? The, the, whole, the issue we see more often than not is like, how do you trust the data? Like, if you go on Nansen and you're you're looking at, or you go on the tie, yeah. shout out to Josh, and you're looking through wallet activity, like, are you sure what's accurate? I mean, yeah, it's very it's very hard to know because they're all pulling from different places
0: and. Yeah, we know that people are trying to hide the data in the back end anyways and so and we don't know what volume is real and what's fake and if someone owns 10 wallets yeah you know, it's always like wallet activities up and then you dig it, it's like four guys own every single wallet on this protocol and i saw some nothing against but i saw some like crazy data on sui that there's like just no activity of any sort like tvl is like twelve dollars and it's like seven dudes Hang out in a room like and I've, I've heard that about a lot of these blockchains. Josh from the tie, he's one of the funniest with that. I'll be like, "So what's happening?" I remember in the depths of the bear market, he was like, "Dude, I looked in the Uniswap, and it's like nineteen people used it,
1: like V three or whatever that day or something." It's pretty crazy. I'm I'm not surprised at all. Which is which is why I've been kind of embarrassingly orange pilled the last month. Dude, we all are. Uh,
0: you're gonna get there. There's I got some like uh, some uh, you know real Bitcoiners in the chat. They're gonna be so look. This guy Cloud Casino talking about you that smile Scott has as he says after the having all wealth flows to Bitcoin makes me giddy and happy. He's in here always, uh, but I think everybody is getting a little bit of like Bitcoin Maxi in them.
1: I I seriously think like the U.S. did some dirty some re- the U.S. did Web three dirty, but the final outcome of all this will actually be a positive liquidity inflow to Web3. Through Bitcoin.
0: Through Bitcoin. I like it. How the past cycles have always worked, right? It was like this time it's different, but everyone buys Bitcoin. They say all coins are dead and all the technology's dead and Web3 is dead and then Bitcoin chills for a while and all the money flows back down and then it
1: comes back around and web is not dead. Different. It's just... Web3 is not dead. It's just changing. The Web3 that we know is morphing and evolving, like Optimus Prime. That's like, I don't even know a better way to end. I'm out. It's too early for me. It's like 630. Scott, do you have any more like uh, brilliant thoughts, ideas, something we didn't discuss before we go? Uh, this was supposed to be, you know, you wanted to chat about AI. I got sidetracked on the orange pill stuff. The only brilliant thought I have to leave you with is this, uh, I am seeing like a path to real AGI. And I think that path is like two, three years max and real AGI will be like a bunch of little large language models strung together. You know, it'll be like a little, little forest of large language models that came together. And we're talking like three years, worst case. So that's really soon. People better get rolled. Oh, you potentially have this opportunity to like, you know, what the next wave of Web3 will probably look like, if I had to guess, is like Bitcoin pumps, ushering in more engineering into Web3, ushering in like a new wave of, you know, there was like the DeFi summer and then there's gaming. The next step will probably be like decentralized compute network, just like a shit ton of compute, fully decentralized, available for large language models to train on, Which could ironically usher in that era of AGI in three years, powered by like some Bitcoin powered, basically all the Bitcoin mining energy that just goes into GPUs. And that's where you say, Scott, why would you then buy a put against NVIDIA if you believe that? I do believe that. I've seen people say, maybe it's still
0: undervalued. Is what everyone's going to say, you mean render? But it's not exactly that, but they've been way ahead of that kind of idea. Render's ahead of its time. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they're not too early. But I think uh but I think that conceptually that's exactly what you're talking about,
1: but on a much grander scale. Conceptually, on a grander scale. So maybe, maybe NVIDIA still has some room to go. Maybe. Love it. Man, thank you so much for your time. Guys,
0: How am going get out of here because we got crypto town hall in like thirty minutes. And I have a whole lot of prep to do. Scott Squared. I saw people talking about it, man. Always a pleasure. Welcome back anytime, guys. Of course, I will be back tomorrow, same time. Same place. Thanks, Scott, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Peace, Scott. Yeah. Bye.
1: Let's go.